кача, оти сині, плине кача, оти сині. Welcome to Spitting Seeds Podcast. Ready to go live? We got, who do we have in the house? Cup of Joe Podcast. Hey. Dang. Good. We're collabing. Is, is that a collab? Yes. Is it a collab or a takeover? I don't know. Fudge. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... You're outnumbered, Vasily. This is Cup of Joe Podcast. Welcome to Cup of Joe, everybody. <laughs> On what? the mic, we have your host, Bo Torchillo. And Rome Jerome Simpson. With the invasion of... Uh, so of are you guys invading Spitting Seeds? Spitting seeds? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. messed up. Are we allowed to make jokes about that? Yeah, we're allowed to since we're not in the crossfire. We should. And then we have Jamie, I mean Ben, with us to double check all our info to make sure it's factual. Oh, uh, we should we should have brought in our fact checker. Who? Uh, Nasi? Nazi. Dr. Naz? Yeah, I think he just flew in from Ukraine, from Romania today. <coughs> I saw his post. I was actually, I was going to put him on blast on Instagram. I just saw his post. Why? Okay, so. I don't know. I felt like he went to do humanitarian humanitarian <laughs> aid in, in Ukraine, Romania, and then he goes out and he posts a nice, nice aesthetic pictures on Instagram with Continental Hotel in the background. It's like, bro, mm. not I, the time. All right, I got. I you. wasn't gonna put him on blast, but I guess that's half a blast. Yeah, well, I can complete that blast for you. So, oh, <laughs> so since since uh, Vasily, you might not know, but this is a segment we regularly do. Rome Rome puts puts on blast. Oh, uh, oh, he uh, knows, dude. Joe. He's listened to every I, episode. I, every single episode, bro. I tune in very religiously. Funny. So I just thought it was funny, kind of interesting, like when uh, uh, their team was in Kiev. One of their leaders was in Kiev. There was a bomb that went off that got dropped at that time, mm-hmm. and it was like they posted like 800 meters away, and like that seems like really close, but it is almost a full kilometer. I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up, bro. They were probably <laughs> scared because what about the next one? So even if the first one is further away, you're expecting the next one to be closer. Yo, this wasn't a plan to put on blast. I just f- found it. It just comes funny. naturally. Loki, com- funny. It just comes naturally. <laughs> But today we got but a little bit to talk about. Not not too much, but a few things to address. Can we well, before we? I just want to say no. But it's dope that he's out there doing what they're doing. I don't want to take that away from them too. Shout out to Serge Polishuk too. Homies out there on the borders. I didn't talk to him. Like, what was his like? He's trying to launch his uh, comedic comedian career. Did you guys see his his uh, story? His post. He was announcing stuff on a mega megaphone, and then he's making jokes to the officer. He's yeah. like, "I got k- kicked out of U.S. for a felony." Actually, maybe he's telling the truth. Who knows? No, he's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he's a teacher, yo. <laughs> but we got we want to talk about Ukraine, all things Ukraine. But mostly, I think what what's been bothering me is the talking points by. Maybe not even not even a few, but conservative. You can say maybe more conservative or 
I guess I don't even know why the, it's the conservative side that's taking this point where a lot of speaking points when it comes to Ukraine and their point of views on that. I think it's like all well, the, I'd say the alt right conservatives they're more they're more probably I guess conspiratorial the towards French. everything. The French. Okay, yeah. so then you have to call Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, the Kirk, whatever homie. Are they considered the alt right, or do you have to? Can, is it that easy to dismiss them as alt right? Maybe not Tucker as much. Tucker's just an isolationist, uh, and that's always been his. So he's a little more principled than. Yeah, I would definitely put Kirk and Candace as fringe alt right. They're very primitive thinkers. The alt right. They uh, just define primitive. So, for them, like the number one rule is like everything that Donald Trump says is a go. It's that's the truth. Okay. The second rule is like if the left says it, it must be a lie. So naturally, any time that Donald Trump is wrong, they are wrong. Every time the left is right, they're wrong. So. So I guess we can start with that. So is there why let's say they cannot support Biden supporting Ukraine because that means you have to legitimize his presidency. Be like, yes, Biden, we're in the same team. Let's say Candace has to pretty much encourage Biden and be on the same team with Biden and say, yes, Biden, let's go and help Ukraine because as a by factor, she has to support Biden and be on Biden's team. Basically, that's that's all it is to me. So then you have to discredit her on the fact that she's so committed to her, let's say, Trump position that whatever is happening in Ukraine, she's willing to be, you can say, hypocritical about it or close her eyes to it as long as she's loyal to the conservative point of view and whatever it takes, oppose Biden, even if it takes not supporting the Ukrainian people. So, so she is that way. So there's some merit to you know, some of the fringe arguments, like very, very little. But yes, she'll. that's right. That's, but then I think the the very loyal Candace Kirk Tucker followers, I feel that's for them hard to swallow. They're just like, man, that's that, not my Candace, not my Kirk. They, they're just speaking the truth. I think, like I, I told you guys, like I said before, like I think these people specifically, I'll say what, Candace Kirk, there's another guy. Well, Cerno is what, who pissed me off the most on Twitter, at least, at Cernovich or Cernovich. Yeah, I think people that are not on but, um, Twitter don't know much about him. I think they still follow all these guys on, like, because they also have, like, Facebook platforms and also, I mean, that those are two huge media platforms. You have to at least have one of them. I'd say a lot of people do. But um, I think these people specifically, like, they just say what their followers in a way want to hear. And and when this all went down three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, when, say, Russia first invaded Ukraine, I think they jumped on those talking points of like, oh, dude, we're supporting neo neo-Nazis. There was not as much, say, um, footage or pictures or anything else on the social media or on the platforms they're on because they're Americans. Like, they didn't have telegram where they didn't have freaking uh viber or all these chats where there was like when we when we on the first day that this happened we all literally like got added i got added by like friends for in ukraine other people they even asked us to like help and post and translate pictures or translate videos that are from ukraine about mm -hmm. what's going on about the bombing the shooting whatever everything like that and um so there just wasn't enough footage for these for like the americans to see so I think initially these people they jumped on they saw 
they didn't see enough information or whatnot, and then they had their they made their own talking points of like, hey, we should you know it's not that's not actually what's going on. There's more to it. All this you know kind of BS. It's like, dude, there's plenty going on. There's there were plenty bombings from the first day. There are plenty of people dying, innocent people dying from the first day. But I think they just kind of stick to those talking points, and they're still trying to stay keep kind of drilling their own. They can't, they can't they backtrack it now. Yeah. Let's say, oh, we said there is. it's not that bad. It's not that serious. At least not aggressively. They'll probably slowly backtrack, but... It's developing too quickly for them to backtrack it now. There was some There was some credence to what Chernovich was saying. Where's the evidence of all the Ukrainian claims? It took a while to, for it to come out. Like Well, it said, took a while to get um, translated to English, yeah. to, to like westernized media where... I mean, a rational person would be like, dude, these places are getting bombed. No one's freaking stopping there and posting a selfie or a recording as a freaking bombs keep flying in, you know? Like, if if something's going down, I'm trying to go in the basement where there's probably no Wi-Fi. And, no. and also, well, that... And they have a lot more speaking points that we'll address. But for me, before we get into those... Some or even all of the speaking points, that let's say you can say conservatives or old right or whatever, the speaking points that they have, they can be true or partially true. Some of them are stupid. Like we'll talk about it. Like Candace said it herself, the people in Russia, especially East, East uh, Russia, they're throwing parades and throwing parties welcoming Russian soldiers because they're finally being freed by the Nazis. So that that's kind of. The argument is not even partially uh, true. Has she, has she rescinded that? I, I say we like break down every. Uh, no, uh, no as far as I know, she has. Uh, no, she's doubling down on it. But really? f- but part of her, I think, is like being anti-Biden. Second is when you, I watched the 15-minute video, like a few times she mentioned. By the way, if you want to hear this in more detail, subscribe on Daily Wire to my channel. So I think you drive subscriptions uh, to their channels as well because they're For provocative. Sure. People want to hear the quote-unquote other point of view. They go and subscribe to her channel, which growing, you know, her, you know, she's securing the bag in that way. But my point is that any of those arguments that are partially true or, you know, fully true or not true at all, at the, at the end of the day, what's the, what is the point or what is the motivation of making those arguments? Because my thought process is, Let's say I'll use myself as an example. Let's say I have a very serious need in my family. Something happened in my family, and it's urgent, extremely urgent. Let's say people are dying, and I, my family needs help. And the whole city, the whole village rushes to help Vasily's family. And everybody's on board. Everybody's, let's say, posting, sharing. The media's blowing up about it. Oh, my gosh, did you hear what happened in Vasily's family? Let's all go, go and help them. Because there is a legitimate need. People are dying. People are bleeding right now. We need to help them. And there's a homie standing on the side trying to get people's attention and be like, guys, why are you guys so excited to help Vasily? Did you hear about how Vasily screwed over this guy or how he didn't pay some guy or how he back out of the deal on this with this guy. Did you know that Vasily is a corrupt guy or if Vasily has affiliations with these weird people? And the people, let's say, from the city could, you know, argue back, say, yes, of course, we know Vasily is a shady guy, a corrupt guy. He has weird affiliations with people. But right now we're going to help his family because, let's say, kids are dying, family is dying. We want to help him first. And then, you know, if we choose to deal with Vasily's corruption or affiliations... 
And so I guess going back is, what's the point of them bringing these points up, these arguments? You know, Zelensky's corrupt, Biden's laundering money through Ukraine, uh, there's Nazis in Ukraine. What is the motivation for these arguments? Because obviously people are trying to help. There's people getting bombed, people are trying to help. What's the point of these people standing aside, shouting, trying to get people's attention away from Ukraine, trying to tell people that it's not that bad, that it's corrupt, kind of to demotivate people from focusing on Ukraine? I think generally speaking, like we, I mean, when all of this went down, everybody, like even now, which is actually a talking point of those guys, the alt-right guys, where like everyone embraced it. Everyone has a thumb Ukrainian flag in their bio or whatever, which, which, Initially, it's like dope, all of this support and all of this outreach, all this money getting poured in. But then later on, with like what caught fire with all of these, say, alt-right guys that are like, oh, something's wrong. Like everyone just supports this because it's the new fad or something like that, which Mm -hmm. like, bro, that's not like 99% of people understand this and and see it the right way. But yeah, there are these kind of few cases of people that think there's something more out there, quote-unquote. That's what's really annoying. But I think generally people say see see it correctly see it like us but to your to your question of why these people do it i think they do it for the followers for the dough to say streamline them to their paywalls to get their subscriptions even though they're on say like they'll read this for a couple of days they'll read this for a week the war will be over and they'll go on to printing other things and then mass emailing other things to these subscribers that are paying for the paywall you know and then the con like there's no con in it they're going to get these subscribers. They're going to get the thingy, and or they're going to forget about it the next day. So they have it, no loss. There's going to be a new followers. topic to talk about. Yeah, that's just for people that it's not like uh, relevant in their time or their current situation. Like, but uh, but I think it's so hard for the like loyal followers of these people to admit uh, they're doing this strictly to be controversial, strictly to be uh, or like a contrarian. Just to secure the bag. Let's say they see what's happening in Ukraine and they're like, you know what? Let's say the opposite view because it's going to get people pissed off, but that'll get people to listen to me and that will, you know, people yeah. will subscribe to my channel. That seems like a big leap to make. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to waste a crisis. Never waste a good crisis. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I, I feel like they probably do believe it. And I equate all of their stuff as like criticizing Churchill. Because Churchill is not perfect to, you know, as opposed to criticizing Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the same to me. It's it's bizarre. I don't I don't know. I think they a must lot of, believe it. I think a lot of that, too, initially when it did go down, when, like, the first couple of days of invasion, when, like, Candace came out and said these things, or, say, Cerno came out and said these, and, and I listened to, like, the podcast we all listened to, the All In podcast, and um, they were talking about, say, one of the guys, David Sachs, was talking about the war and just the things he was saying and then, like, how Ukraine came out from Russia and all of this stuff. It's like, bro, that's literally not the history. I think these people, they're so new to the history of Ukraine and Russia, and they're trying to learn all of this or the history between these two nations, how things are going on there right now, and they just can't process all of this formation in, in say, a two-week, a week period when they're all they all release kind of their stupid opinions. And we're off. Dang, I was making such a such a great point, oh bro. Oh my gosh, dude! Where's the back? Okay, recorder? it's back. Dang, we're not gonna edit this. <laughs> my bad, Roman. <laughs> we're gonna edit. Bro. My bad. <laughs>
our producer our producer messed up and turned off the mics. Dang it, Ben. You can cut it. We can cut it. No, it's too much work. My bad. Uh, keep going with saying, your point. Um, what the heck was I was talking about, bro? David Sachs. David Sachs. Yeah. So they don't know the history. Specifically, yeah. Specific, well, the, the, the couple people like I listened to, David Sachs, the All In podcast, Say the first ones that I heard was Cerno, and then I saw some video Torsha released by, um, I, I don't know if it was Kirk or someone else, and it was like talking about the history of Ukraine. And they're like, Ukraine came from Russia in, like, it was like 1850. I was like, bro, are you freaking retarded? Like, you can literally Google this. You can just find it on, like, the most easiest websites and, like, a little search of Ukraine and the history of Ukraine, and you could have already, say, denounced these, like, little facts. And and then also the thing was, like, with with Candace saying that they speak Russian in in Ukraine, all over Ukraine, they embrace it, blah blah. blah. It's like, dude, not all of we'll, Ukraine. We'll go those points Russian. by points, and yeah, I guess talk talk about I'm just it more saying, detail. I think, I think all of these people were just misinformed on on the situation on Ukraine, on Russia, and the, say even the political situation, or especially the historical part of it, and they just kind of said their things. And I guess it kind of makes sense because I'm what, I, what I'm thinking from like a let's say from. My point of view, let's say if there was like a random little country somewhere on a continent of Africa that I've never heard of, there was some a war in between, and I heard, uh, hey, this country was actually part of this country. It's a small country. They they were together forever, according to Candace. Ukraine, you know, hasn't been part of Russia only for since nineteen. She corrected herself, nineteen ninety one. So hey, they should just unite back together again, and that's it. But going back. All these arguments, they can, you know, maybe partially true. Some of them, some of them are not true at all. But again, the motivation, the the result of these arguments is you make the people take their eyes and attention and concern away from the situation, which is stupid because obviously people need help. They want other countries to help them. But these arguments that can be may or may not be true make people care less about the situation in Ukraine. It's our battle. It was our battle as Republicans, too. They, It's just... When you blindly follow Trump, when you say the vaccine doesn't work when it does, when you make stupid arguments, what are you going to do? Dang. We're that, where is it? The, the camps were so, like, divided that no matter why you're oh, sticking to Oh, by the way, it side. doesn't really work against Omicron, so whatever. <laughs> That was uh, later. Didn't Fauci said the masks may be coming back? I don't, I don't Different know. topic for a different day. I don't pay. First talking point back. from the people, I guess you can say, they claim to be not against Ukraine, but they're just bringing up, bringing up random points, which the fruit of those points have negative effect. First, why do you guys care about the Ukraine situation so much? Do you, did you know that Zelensky is actually very corrupt? How does that talk? Like, what is that accomplish, or what is the point of bringing it up? Hey, don't care about Ukraine as much because Zelensky is corrupt. What's the point? What's their final? What's the solution for this argument? What's the pro? What's the argument? What is what is he corrupt about? Uh, so usually the con- conversation start, starts like this. Hey, did you know that Zelensky is actually not as a hero as people make him out to be? He's not. I don't, I'd agree with that right away. Mm-hmm. And then so that and then he's a lot more corrupt than people make him out to be. People, the media makes him out to be a perfect guy, but he's actually corrupt. Okay, again, it's like saying Churchill was corrupt on some level, mm-hmm. or uh, 
it's, that doesn't matter. You're facing a Hitler. What, what does that mean? I don't, I don't get that argument at all. And, I think that and you can't even tell me specifically how they claim that he's corrupt. Because what? Because he didn't uh, do the whole Burisma thing with Biden and, and uh, he didn't do the investigation of Burisma? He didn't uh, provide in apparently the information they wanted or they need the, to they impeach mean. Trump and he didn't collaborate as much as they they wanted him to. So therefore, he's on the side of Biden's because he didn't collaborate with the impeach, impeachment. Isn't that crazy that um, Trump got one of the reasons he got impeached is his conversation with, uh, like one of his conversation with yeah. Zelensky? I don't know that that was Zelensky's fault as much as it was Trump's fault. Well, but I think it wasn't. I don't think it was Trump's fault. I think it was the fault of the freaking left for trying to impeach a president for something like that. Which I mean, they impeached him, but he didn't actually get impeached because he got overturned. So it's like, I think those. I think Trump got owned because obviously every president calls and makes deals <coughs> that benefit you know him. He didn't get owned though. Yeah, le- the left, the publicity, to, the, the publicity. The le- well, the left tried to own him. Everyone knew. I mean, not everyone, but half the half of U.S. knew it was a sham. The other half. I I'm, guess you could just. I'm sure half of the other half, half of the left was probably like, oh yeah. I mean, they maybe they didn't see any fault in it, but you kind of go along with the narrative. Yeah. That, hey, we have to get this. You guy get to out. own the guy that you don't like. So even if it's yeah. not, if it's shady, but the the point is, Zelensky is corrupt. So then, what? So my uh, Putin is, is more corrupt than anybody. I guess my my question is, how, what president or a leader in the country would be good enough that would pass a non-corruption bar? Like who who's perfect enough or who's ideal enough? The a president in the whole world. So I'll say, hey, let's not help Ukraine or let's not be so excited to help Ukraine because Lenski is corrupt. Who is out of the all the leaders in the world? Who is? The leader that matches the bar of like, oh, this guy, this guy's legit. We should help him. For these people specifically, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the only but, guy. But yeah. the answer is nobody is perfect enough. I, I, mean, I would say my, my friends from Ukraine mm-hmm. actually talked about Zelensky not being corrupt like the other ones. He was less corrupt. Certainly, uh, they they watch a project take a bridge take 10 years to build. Zelensky becomes president within a year and a half. It's done. The roads, you know, how they the complain about Ukrainian roads is Forever. always, yeah, yeah, they just lay a little slab of asphalt and then take the rest of the money and s- spread it amongst themselves. I guess they were building good roads. So as far as that goes, Zelensky, Zelensky was probably not perfect, but probably not a Biden, prob- and definitely not a Putin. Yeah. So uh, I would say Zelensky is less corrupt than all of them. Yes, uh, that's a good argument. You know, it would pay more dividends for, I guess, for in favor of Zelensky's, like what you said, asking the people from Ukraine. Like we have friends in Ukraine that look at him like, hey, th- this is actually a guy that they're willing. They're all like the approval rating. Actually, Jamie could probably even look it up for like Zelensky is like through the roof after the war from oh, yeah. actually the Ukraine. I think it's a 91 percent that and then like. Even specific, even talking individually to some of my friends that have like immediate family there, they're like, "Dude, this guy is legit." But like, I mean, not not legit, but like this guy is the real deal. Uh, as out far of a as, politician, like, to, like, that's everyone else that we have had or all the corruption that we've seen throughout our lives. It's like, can you imagine they have a the lot of respect for him? Yeah, can you imagine the money he would probably take in to actually step away or would have taken in to step away? Like, what do you think oh, yeah. he spurned from, from Putin, Putin oh, to not be a president? Yeah. So their arguments about corruption, to me, that's just 
and like BS. I mean, whatever. He could have spun so much money. Yeah. Just give like a call to Putin. Give, give in like, to hey, Putin. All right. And like, be like a puppet. How much? Like lu- like a Lukashenko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. You, 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 you uh, oh, Lukashenko. I was thinking uh, the the previous Ukrainian president. Poroshenko. Poroshenko. How legit was Poroshenko? He's okay. Semi legit. Yeah. And uh, we'll wrap up the Zelensky corrupt. He built the army up. Huh? He built the army up, to t- ready to fight the Russians. Yeah. Poroshenko was well. Poroshenko is like he's two times better than the last guy. The last guy was two times better than the prior no, guy. No, 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 because the last guy. Well, the last guy got out. <laughs> Yanukovych. But the guy before Yanukovych him, was not better than Yushchenko. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, get the point. Yeah. Um, what the freak I was talking about? Did you guys see the little video of Poroshenko out in the? There's like video of him out with the vest yeah. in the streets with he got the clean guys. and shiny. That's pretty dope, dude. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're a billionaire, like yeah, maybe it is for optics, but there's legit. Yeah, yeah. a lot of billionaires. Maybe. A lot of billionaires. <laughs> I mean, a lot of billionaires. Ukrainian like oligarchs. They did hop on a, I guess, the right side of history right away with Ukraine, so which is cool. But we'll wrap up the Zelensky script uh, with also more evidence that he's less corrupt than you can say other guys. Uh, just start with the guy that came from Ukraine. Literally, he came to America a week before war started. So I talked to him about Zelensky. And yes, he said one of the biggest problems in Ukraine was roads. And he said, yes, you, roads are very legit in Ukraine since uh, Zelensky. Another thing he said no. is... Huh? <laughs> Another thing he said Not is pu- public, like uh, like schools and whatnot. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> Not for the past three weeks. <laughs> yeah, they suck now. Uh, so he really did invest money into roads. He invested money into public schools and like public like for kids and families. He said the schools got uh, definitely got a solid amount of funding. And the third, he said there was a very noticeable police reform since he came in. So he's like. Even police, it was obviously very normal in Ukraine. You're getting pulled over. You put, you know, 20, 50 hryvni in, in your passport, give it to the police officer, and he leaves you alone. Right now, you will get in trouble a lot of times if you try to do that to a police officer. So police reform, public education, roads, he did invest a lot into that, which usually that money would be set aside from the government. But because of corruption, that money would never get to the school's roads police reform so that's yes he's not a perfect guy i'm sure he's pocketing his money quite a bit i mean you're a president of a country there's billions of dollars going through but a stupid argument that we should not care about ukraine as much because ukraine is uh because Zelensky may be corrupt or pocketing money from politics what do you guys think of like dc drano on instagram posting of the actor career before like Zelensky and all his on the show and stuff like bashing that's, on that, that kind of that's stuff. That's also annoying. Well, I saw that before uh, DC Drano on Twitter, and people like, I think specifically Cerno, Cernovich was uh, posting all that stuff, and that's also annoying. It's like, bro, that's like, that's what you're gonna hang your hat on while there's literally like innocent men, women, and children dying. You're gonna lay your hat on and blame people for posting pictures of say Zelensky in say dressed up or thumb in his like acting wardrobe that he had. And they're like throwing Everybody a fit about it. Everybody laughed at that crap like back in the day. You and I laughed at that crap. They laughed at that crap. Ninety quartal was funny. I know, but I'm saying like these guys, Who like cares about these, these Western, like, they're using that, posting that as like making the war or making the efforts of, about the whole situation about Ukraine illeg- illegitimate because of the fact that Zelensky was say an actor, and it's like, dude, like something's something's off, is what they say. 
which is like not, it just it pisses yeah. me off. So yeah, they're trying to discredit the situation to make it not legitimate. Like I said, they're just trying to appease their followers because like a lot of these guys, like DC Drano's, thumb, what's his name, Cerno's guys, the Kirk's like followers, they all still think that. Say, I mean, we don't know if it's fact or true, right? But they all still believe wholeheartedly that the election was a fraud, that Trump should still be president, and all this stuff. So I mean, I they're he's, they're just pushing what. They wanted to their followers. Yeah. Can't take this. Second argument. Ukraine Can I just mentioned that my school looks just as bad as it did when I left before, so I don't know. Well, I'm sorry that Zelensky didn't build up every like school in Ukraine. Like <laughs> he trash. didn't get to Budimle and start a solo yet. No, no, this is Rivne. Uh, bro, y'all should have oh, just reached out to... Ta- talk to Tretiak about it, you bro. Sh- you should have okay. reached out to Belarus on that, bro. No, it's that's so Tretiak. What's his first name? Yeah, I don't know. Alexander, probably. Alexander Tretiak, bro. Uh you know what the funny thing is with all of these people like calling out, say, the corruption of, of well, not corruption, but like even I got the wardrobe, beat up right here. The wardrobe of Zelensky <laughs> or, or certain things that don't sit right with them in Ukraine. It's like, bro, America is also corrupt. You have leaders in politics. It's not as on the surface as it is in Ukraine. With Trump, it was just, right on the surface. It's just as corrupt. Like you have Nancy Pelosi. What is it like? Two hundred fifty, two hundred thirty k salary. She's worth two hundred thirty million. Like so many She's different a good politicians, investor, bro. So many different politicians just have their pockets coded. Yeah, it's just more official, and they get kickbacks officially. But it's like, dude, what are you like? I think that's, what are you hanging your hat on? I think it, that, just, that's what was good annoying. about the Trump presidency is that the corruption was like right there. We kind of we all knew what it was happening. It's not even corruption because it's happening right out in the open. Dude's withholding the funds from Ukraine, but then he just gives it because, you know, it was just right out in the open. You could read it as night and day. I don't know. It's Okay, so I think we got the point. Zelensky, I'm just trying argument to of I'm Zelensky. I'm just trying to start stuff with some people. <laughs> <laughs> so the argument Zelensky is corrupt is a stupid argument because every single politician is corrupt, but definitely... According to Ukrainian people, he's a lot less corrupt every than s- other politicians. Every single politician in history is not who you think he is or who he is not who he's written to be. Like even say, not even politician, like even super notable people in history, in American history, American literature. You take like Thomas Jefferson talking about slaves, had, was a slave owner. Martin Luther King was like has his own stuff. Like it's like, bro, what are you gonna like? You're gonna hang on your your hat on all these little things and and negate the fact that innocent people are getting freaking bombed. Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous. Second argument, which I thought was this one, just I guess we're not gonna spend a lot of time on that. But that was my homegirl Candace said the Ukrainians are welcoming Russian army in Ukraine, so so they can finally be freed from the Nazis. Bro, that's you know my cousin from Russia said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, I messaged her. There's a guy from our church in Rivna that got killed evacuating mm-hmm. people in Kiev. Mm-hmm. So I sent her the you know the picture of you know, saying like yeah look at because you know the whole they're not shooting civilians which they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said oh I wonder why the Nazis are shooting their own people. I was like dang this this chick's just yeah. gone. I don't have a cousin in Russia. Propaganda's ahead of you. They beat you to it. Yeah, and so then she's like saying that yeah what are you talking about? We met we took people we brought people in from Kharkiv that were saying yeah the Nazis were shooting at us. I was like, okay, so you're evacuating people. She's like, yeah, send me a video. Of course she didn't. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. She, I don't know if it's true or not, and I'm sure there are people 
that have bought into that propaganda, you know, where they are sitting in the city that's that Ukrainian soldiers are in and believe that Ukrainian soldiers are the ones dropping bombs on them. That's just... Yeah, I think that argument is just stupid. I think, I think we've seen enough evidence already where it's the opposite, and that's kind of one of the... They're saying one of the miscalculations with whole yeah, Putin situation exactly. is they were expecting people to receive them and greet them and do parades for them. But we see in the cities, let's say, Mariupol, we're now getting wiped down. The worst, there's no parades of, you know, celebrating and welcoming Russian army there. Kherson is doing a great job where there's huge parades with Ukrainian flags opposing the Russian military, even though it's all, it's it's occupied, right? They, they took over the city hall and all that stuff, right? But the people are still protesting kind of in a way that, hey, even though you're in, sitting in a freaking city hall, we're not going to submit to you. You're not a leg- our legitimate government. You know, we don't recognize you as a government. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, well, we know people from Slavyansk. We know people from all those same areas that were occupied under, you know, down there for a little while. I dated a girl for like a week. Uh, from Slavyansk, <laughs> but like they all tell us the same story uh, that maybe there was some pro-Russian sentiment after 2014 that went away and we see it, how much it went away yeah. it went away I mean you a city like Kharkiv which you know was part of the whole movement the anti-Maidan yeah. is now super super pro-Ukrainian we know people from Kharkiv say the same thing after 2014, 2015, all of that crap just went away because they saw who Russia really is. And the whole speaking, you know, and the whole argument of there were not there were Nazis. I've talked to a freaking Ukrainian guy and more than one where they also believe this stuff that there's Nazis that were secret government positions and huge Nazis army that was doing mass murders of people in Ukraine. So it's really good that Putin came in to finally free these people from the, from Nazis. In my thought process, I'm thinking, okay, I'm Ukrainian. I have Ukrainian friends. My Ukrainian friends have Ukrainian friends. And all of us combined, we know people in Ukraine, our relatives, our friends, church friends, our parents' friends, all of these. And how many of us have we ever, ever heard even a one story of somebody getting murdered or tortured or even attacked by a Nazi in Ukraine. But again, people will have thousands of people they know in Ukraine. They've never heard of anybody having an issue with a Nazi. But they will watch a YouTube video or two or five and come back and be like, you know what, even though for my whole 20 or 30 years of life, I've never heard of anything of Nazi in Ukraine, but because a couple of conservative people told me there's Nazis in Ukraine murdering people, now I'll take the position and I'll argue and I'll believe it to the point where they'll argue that it is a good idea for Putin to come to Ukraine to get rid of these big Nazis groups and military operations and pol- political positions. And for me, that's crazy to have that thought process from a couple YouTube videos rather than thousands of Ukrainians that you are connected to through your network it's crazy for you because your iq is higher than 120 bro these people yeah just i know what i thought was fun this time i think most of my answers to this to these questions is going to be like dude i think these specifically the people we're talking about candace cerno like charlie kirk dc drano they just have their talking points 
they're misinformed on the situation and they said things early and that they're just trying to stick to right now because they're getting criticized and it's not hurting them in any way because they're loving the publicity. They're loving the feedback. They're loving the, say, ads on Twitter, ads on Instagram, all of this, the engagement, and it's just helping their cause. It's helping their followers and it's just is just coating their pockets. So for for me, it's like sad to see that like, Ukrainian people falling for for these, you know, they may not be out there proclaiming this, but there, a lot of people are leaning towards these kind of it's like, you know what, like that's true, man. Zelensky is corrupt. You know what? Maybe there are, there were people getting attacked by the Nazis. You know what? Maybe there were issues well, in Ukraine. The, historically, you know, UPA and all of that, they they there's some evidence to suggest that they did co- collaborate with uh, the Nazis to well, a lot of to eradicate even mm-hmm. Bandera did. Yeah, keep too. going, keep oh, going. Let both finish. That's yeah. UPA. Yeah, like so. Ukraine doesn't have a good history with, with not that Russia does. Mm-hmm. It's the same difference. It's uh, it's all the same, except they're. What I thought was kind of funny, you know, they bring up the Azov Battalion because that's kind yeah. of their talking point about the whole Nazis thing, and it was funny because I read the Wikipedia article on them. <laughs> A spokesperson for the unit has said only ten to twenty percent of its recruits are neo Nazis. I thought it was funny because there are some neo Nazis in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they shouldn't. They probably shouldn't have that be in the open and part of the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, those those dudes are fighting keeping Mariupol free from Russians. Russians are fascists way more than Ukrainians are. But that was one of Putin's. You can say main Putin, speaking point. Putin. Putin's. Putin. Huh? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, Putin. I have a bad accent, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, but why do we have to? Why do we have to negate Putin's points? He has to substantiate them. But people fall for them because they. Who cares? They're stupid, like Roman said. That's messed up. Because no, it's not messed some up. Some of these people, look, you know them. Look, yes, the thing is, I do. I wonder. I wonder if these people are just. Uh, I feel sorry. They're not for, bright. I feel sorry for the people, say in Russia, or well, Bo's cousin. They're even say in Ukraine. I don't know how she like. She's in Russia, or she's in Russia. I feel sorry for these people where they have like the state media, especially since they they have the state media. They don't have any other media, right? They don't have any other like information source to. to they do. Tell they have them. social media. They have the same internet. We can't let them get away with this no, stuff. But if, no, Correct. if you're getting fed ninety percent, if if the state is feeding you. 90% of the info you're getting is from the state and is just propaganda from Put- Putin. And then your guy from America that's that Trump over here closing borders, your fellow cousin or whatever or your friend is trying to tell you otherwise. You're like, what the heck are you talking about, dude? Like, my people are telling me this. You're crazy. We're going to be the crazy ones. So, like, it is, it is a sucky situation to be in because, like, you can't discredit them. It's like, it's like the... The Trumpeteers back in the day, or the like, mm-hmm. not back in the day, like two years ago or a year ago, are like, dude, he's going to be president. There's prophecies, all of this stuff. It's like, bro, you can't yell at this guy because he believes a prophecy because it's his faith, and you can't discredit him. So you just have to like let time take its course, and like when it finally happens and the election is finalized, then some of them will fall off the wagon. But even mm-hmm. then, some of them are like, oh, bro, it's illegitimate. He's not my president. It's like, bro, this is just a never-ending thing. It, it's just that's like, like letting them turn into. That's like re- letting the Nazis actually 
off the hook though. Well, you can't. Well, you, these are going to be the neo Nazis guys in the future. Like you can't, you can't win they with them. Already you, are. you can't, and you can't disprove them. They believe what they believe, mm-hmm. and just you can't just discredit them until you like drag them by the hand to the place and then show them. And even then, they still have doubt in their. In yeah, their it's, it's it's people believing the t- like. You're seeing it with your eyes, but then you believe the TV more than what you actually see. It's well, the it happens in, in Russia, America too. There are people in Russia; they don't see it with their eyes. But how do you, on social media they do? Although they don't have social media well, until like they three blocked. days ago. Until they, like, they have everything. My cousin still does. It's annoying your as heck. I, I wanted 20. to be blocked. Your cousin is twenty. No, she's like forty. But what is your cousin saying? Where are they getting information? Where are they getting their news? Uh, whatever you see on the state media. I it's, have, it's I have a whatever you s- you see Putin say it. That Putin, you hear them say. Putin, Putin say it. I have, I have they. relative in Saint. <laughs> I have an aunt in Saint Petersburg, and my parents were talking to them uh, two days after Ukraine after Ukraine got invaded, and they were saying already they were like Facebook, Instagram got blocked. I think like a week or a week and a half or something after that, but they were already hearing like what was going on, and they were saying that hey. Like they're telling us that they're gonna shut down all of these like uh like social media yeah. sites, all of this stuff, and we can't hear like we're not we're probably not gonna contact you again until we don't know when, so they were talking on Viber, so it's like the only information especially right now, like the only information they have is their TVs, and if you're older if you're thirty five forty fifty yeah you're not freaking typing in VPNs and reading Twitter pages or seeing all of this info or like the only thing you're seeing is reading the newspaper. And then you're watching the state TV, and it's like, bro, everything's like we're just getting shut down because America doesn't like us or whatever. Yeah, you, whatever the information. The West is them. the enemy. Yeah, so it's like, but yeah, so P- Putin's his main reason for invading Ukraine. When you watch his speeches and all his talking stuff, his main thing is there's Nazis murdering Russian-speaking people in Ukraine. We have to go and denazify, denazify, denazify uh, Ukraine. Um, and I think from all the network and network of a network people that we have and us being Ukrainian, at the end of the day, are we going to believe with our own eyes and what we have and our relatives and everybody that experienced, what experience they have with Nazis in Ukraine? Because a lot of these people that now are fighting for, against, you know, Nazis in Ukraine have never heard of that until uh, Putin said that. And now they're become this huge problem in Ukraine that they haven't heard of until three weeks ago until Putin said uh, that's why he's attacking Ukraine. Now, all of a sudden, for these people, Nazis are a huge problem in Ukraine, which is also dumb. Putin says a lot of stuff. Did you guys see Putin quoting the Bible? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. His parade? It was like a... What was a tweet? Somebody tweeted that it was was the weirdest thing. It was like seeing uh, Billy Graham... What was it? Billy Graham and North Korea come together or something? Or like uh, Trump when he quoted uh, what was like Third got Kings or something. Or he said some some book very wrong. It was, it was funny. But the the crazy part about that is, too, they, they packed that whole stadium, which was how many people? Like 83,000 yeah, people or some something? Yeah, they're, they're claiming to have 200,000 people outside of stadium. And then I s- th- there were videos of there's like reporters coming up to people after and then asking them like, where are you guys from? What are you guys doing here? And people are like, people are, did not want to talk to the reporter. They didn't want to share where they're from, like what they're doing, what they believe. And in a way it's like, some of them were like 
almost so close to coming up, but you can see that they're like hesitant. I think scared maybe of what they say. If they say something that they're going to get, you know, freaking locked up or pulled out of their house. And yeah, I think for, the, for you if you up. bring up any points with that, I think it will be easily dismissed. Oh, that's just, you know, West media trying to discredit the huge support for Putin. But yes, there were, there were there are pictures of ads being posted at the train stations of people uh, being offered to be paid to go there or everything like the ticket and i think it was like 5000 rubli or whatever to go attend this which that could be you know like okay so you know anybody could have printed that piece of paper and stick it there the second argument was that a lot of those were the government officials workers teachers all of those hey you require as a state employee you require to be here and here on this uh day but then again that's like we don't have strong evidence for or against that we have very strong evidence that putin has all the support of russia that he needs and then some he he is very strongly supported in russia it's it's a mistake to just assume that because it's not true there are he has way too much support and the majority of the people actually support his invasion by any western poll done western recognized polls they isn't it like in the 80% of but the people but that's because the support yeah. yes the invasion a little bit less but yes which is crazy because most of these people are misinformed about the actual situation that's why they support him it's just like they they are they are Dude, propaganda is a strong thing. I know, but I'm saying they're our taught, friends. Some of but, our friends believe the propaganda. I know, but they're taught they're propaganda enough to think that they are actually in the right and that Putin is Putin's actually in the right. Too, but they, at what point do you is, let people get away with like, hey, man, it's just a propaganda. I had no choice because I'm thinking, let's say if you strongman argument or extreme argument is, let's say, if you go back to the Hitler and be like. Why the Germans support Hitler? It's like, oh, well, propaganda. Do you let, let's say, Germans get away with that? Be like, well, well I mean, we didn't we see don't... any other point of view. No, I mean, uh, but then you, but say, but for Russians, you can see, you could be like, well, state media, but it, there's also enough internet and videos and telegrams and wibers of videos of people getting blasted and uh, bombs being thrown. Let's say, would when the bomb got thrown or rocket on the uh, hospital where the uh, delivery hospital. And they claim that it's fake, it's never happened, it's uh, actors set it up, all those things. So as a person, you, at some point, you have to be held responsible for, let's say, not distinguishing that, hey, there's people getting bombed and you're supporting it and holding people accountable for, I guess, not distinguishing or supporting the invasion, supporting the bombing, bombing supporting the killing. So at what point do you just dismiss it with, hey, man, it's propaganda. They, you can't hold them responsible for it. I mean, you can hold them responsible, but... No, you can. You have to hold them responsible. It's different to who you're holding responsible, right? Like an average citizen, some granny that doesn't know any better, doesn't know the current situation, say here, current situation over there in Ukraine or in Russia, and she's just spoon-fed what to think, what to believe, like... I'm not necessarily going to blame her like I'm going to blame freaking a general or a soldier from Russia that went into Ukraine and that sees the situation. What about a still, young guy? He's still capping people. Like, What about yeah. a young guy that has, in Russia that's not a soldier, but he's on social media and he's on all the internets well, and all the social medias? Then, I think if he's aware, then obviously like, I, I will blame you. But, but he even, justifies it in his own mind. But he, even like... Yeah, so did Nazis. You bring, well, you bring to How example, do you feel about the Nazis now? Do you forgive them? Have you forgiven them? I mean, them? you bring to example the Nazis. Like, I don't blame, say, average citizens, like I average do. folk and Nazi people. Like, they, they, they I mean... 
I, depends I, who it is, right? I blame the Nazis. I think some of them just couldn't speak up because you speak up, you're freaking. Dude, you, Ukrainians shot. couldn't speak up. Ukrainians got shot. So what? Ukrainians got shot to do not this. all of them. No, the well, a certain they, amount of half a million yeah, the, of them. The were, they got shot, and, and then more people came. But you They're, can't. You can't just, blame someone yes, for like can. not putting their life well, on I the am. line of, I of something like that. I think. Uh, third, uh, speaking. Can I mention about the Mario? There's Polk levels thing? to it, bro. Yeah, at, you just don't understand. At um, what's his name? At Philip. What? I was. I had an interaction with Philip um, Lukyanov like first couple days of of the war. I don't know who that is. Look it up on my feed, bro. Three and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mariupol. Uh, Mariupol, the last two journalists that documented all the crap that you see, all the pictures, all the pictures of the bombings, they just left Mariupol. It, it just became not safe enough for them. Ukrainian soldiers helped get them out. Uh, there was just literally two journalists left in the city that were posting all that crap. So you're... It's that's where done. that's where we need to send Polish Chuk and Nazar British Yeah. So first, Zelensky is corrupt, Provide. is dumb. Ukrainians are welcoming Russians because of Nazis. Uh, dumb. Um, what about what about the argument that Ukrainian Russians, Ukrainians and Russians are the same people? They should just give up, unite, and be one country. What's the point of fighting? The language is very similar. The culture is very similar. The roots are very similar. Why is there even two Who countries? Who says this, bro? Where are they? Vasilko, if I started speaking Ukrainian language, there would be Russian friend who They're a bunch of delinquents, bro. They can't understand. And this. and I do not. I no longer think that Ukrainians and Russians are well. Maybe genetically, we're the same people. But so are we in Polacks and to a certain degree Slavs. I mean, just there's a there's that poem that came out uh, during Maidan. Никогда мы не будем братьями, да? You know the the one that I'm talking about. I've heard ни it before. Родине, ни по матери. Uh, that's how I feel now. And and from the Soviet times, I've seen my dad. Right, mm-hmm. my dad's a Ukrainian. I've seen the resentment he shows towards. Ru- uh, Russians, right towards the Russian government and towards the Russian politics. Elite. Yeah, because it's they always thought they were this big brother, which uh, you know we have our own language, our own culture, our own art, our own uh, language dating back to wherever. The whole uniting people—it's not—it's not your genes that unite you. It's not. Right now, I feel way more united to the Polak or the Czech Republican than I. Czech Republic or whatever other neighbors we have than I do to the Russian, to my own cousin. Mm-hmm. It's not really my fault, actually. It's oh, just we not. Were all, we were all like Soviet Union, w- except Baidak. I, I we, feel super. <laughs> in a way, talking. he's half Ukrainian. Baidak's Ukrainian, bro. He got relocated. Their family got relocated. He could not hear. He was he was in Mariupol, bro. His family mm. got relocated during the war, dude. His last name is Baidak. Yeah. Is Ukrainian. But the whole uh, what about the whole point where the Kiev was started or founded a thousand years ago yeah. rather than Moscow being this is, a lot this newer. Is what's, this is what's annoying with, with this whole like ar- not argument. The historical aspect of it is like, dude, it Ukrainians didn't come from Russia. People people uh confuse the Soviet Union and Russia as one thing. It's like bro. The Soviet Union was not even fully Russian. The Soviet Union compromised of like 14 total countries. 
That's there was Poland, Belarus, Belarusia, Russia, Ukraine. It was so many different countries. But people like think Soviet Union for some reason. I don't know why actually. Like they think Russia right away. Maybe because they spoke Russian there as like, which is like Russian is the new language. But if you look at history, Kievny Rus, which isn't Russian, is just Kievny Rus. That's what they refer to the people that originally came from Kiev that came from well the historical thing my my education understanding is they came like the first people that settled in Kiev near Rus were from like Macedonia way back when but that's like years hundred thousands of years ago just left Kiev and built Moscow and we've been at war but with them since. So people yeah. left from so Kiev people, to build Moscow? Yes, people, yes. Pe- I'm, asking, I'm just clarifying, yeah, yeah. People left Kiev. They went to Belarus. That's how people, that's how, like, the Slavic people settled. It went from Kiev, then it went Belarusian, and Russian is the new language. Those were the two languages that came from, like, Ukraine is con- still considered the old language. But people confuse Rus for Russia. They confuse Belarusia for Russia. So it's all just like, I don't even English, care if we're the English same lingo. people. We can all live in peace. You just let us live in peace, and then we will live in peace. But they don't let us, and they don't like freedoms. In Belarus, they don't value that. They don't value that in Russia. So we want to do our own thing. Just Dude, it's just wild how, like... I don't care if we're the same people. We're, we don't see the world the same way. So what if Americans are the same people, and then you got, you know, the liberals and the... We're not the same people. We're literally so. We're literally just the same people with Germany, Poland, all the say countries to the west, some countries Poland, to the yes, south, as we Germany. are the same people with Russia. Just because we Ukrainians can understand Russian doesn't make us the same people. Yeah, but and I th- and I think why this uh, speaking point is very dangerous and can have very serious uh, uh, negative effects is that's you bring that up to let's say even from Putin saying Putin. uh Putin uh for him saying well we're all the same Ukraine is, sp- is supposed to be part of Russia we're all one and the same and so the idea is that in people's brain you engrave the idea of Ukraine shouldn't even exist Ukrainian language shouldn't exist Ukrainian culture shouldn't exist it should all be Russian which is that's that very is dangerous fascism because yeah. yes cuz then when you're getting rid of wiping off people of ukraine killing them the idea is in people's mind they process like well oh well you know why do we even need ukrainian language ukrainian culture ukrainian Ukrainians people you should all just be one Ru- one russian but yeah. but people don't notice don't notice i guess where how dangerous that could be well let's say even yeah i've heard conservative speaking points are yes that hey they should just be one country why are they even fighting but it's scary because literally you're advocating for hey if we wipe them off from the face of the earth it's not a big deal if nobody ever remembers ukraine and ukrainian culture and ukrainian language and ukrainian people it's okay it's not that big of a deal they should be russian anyways and that's freaking scary the consequences of that rhetoric i think that argument is just so foolish like that's the same people like i would put those like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even argue talk to you if you if you legit think that they should just be one country it's like okay well why shouldn't why shouldn't america and canada be one country then they speak a very similar language let's just bomb canada and take it from them and like speak english or like britain that's not even like like that because like canada and america are more similar than ukraine it doesn't make any sense it's like bro these are different countries that doesn't justify you coming into a country 
and bombing innocent, shooting innocent men, women, and children. That's Before we move on even. to the next point, if you're still listening, what the is The horse that? is 50, dead, bro. Let's yeah. go. 55, topic, 55 minutes in, if you're still here, if you do a little screenshot and give us a shout out and be like, yo, these guys have super deep points. <laughs> Uh, appreciate it. I well, don't feel like we have very deep. We points. don't, <laughs> but this is fun to talk about. It's fun to vent, but I think some of these points, I think some people don't hear the, these points. You know what I'll say? I'll say uh, I listened to the the Nelk Boy podcast, and Candace Owens said it best. She said, "If you don't, if you are a political figure or a figure with a voice, she was talking about LeBron, and she's like, if you have a big platform." And you don't understand a certain topic, just don't say anything at all. So, like, to her, if you don't understand this topic, like, just shut up. You don't have to talk. You Unless you can talk secure the bag. Well, uh, that's what LeBron's doing, and she's tripping at him. Yeah, but I get, well, well, she's her turn to secure like, the bag. She's screaming at him like we're screaming at her. Nice. This isn't the first Russian genocide against Ukrainians. So they've always tried to kill our culture. Ever. They always try to get us to speak their language. They try to get us. And that's why you see villages in around Russian cities. They s- villages speak Ukrainian, but the cities speak Russian. Yeah. Putin has been very open about the fact that the biggest mistake the USSR has made was let Ukraine be independent. And now he took it upon himself to one day unite it and make it all one big glorious Russia. I would I would have been I would have loved to have Ukraine and Russia and Belarus and all of those countries be the last frontier against all of this leftism of the West, but alas, it won't happen. We first have to fight them and then be the last frontier. And then another uh, stupid argument for invasion is that Ukraine was developing bioweapons uh, in Ukraine, and they have a whole bunch of labs that apparently and. One of my buddies sent me videos, you know, arguing, like, look at this. Did you see what Ukraine has there? Who are you friends with, bro? <laughs> Just name drop. Not right now. What do you mean, sides? no? Buses? Why not? Okay, so Buses the argument was... a mediator, bro. He's friends with both sides. Uh, you, the, the argument was... So first, I, I don't care who the argument was, who was it from. <laughs> the, the argument was... It's a moot point. It was a stupid argument. Who cares? It's not true. It, there's one fact. Who was it from? Well, if I'm being the devil's advocate, I'd be like, why are you getting so defensive about it? It must be true, Bo. Why are you getting so defensive yeah, about it? you are the devil's but, advocate. But where the mis- miscommunication was, or advocate. the propaganda point was, that there were they confused biolabs with bioweapon labs, which is a, a little bit of a difference. You don't, these are not smart people, somebody said. Well, and our why'd you point at me, bro? And Tulsi, that's what she said, and which is you were very right. Tulsi, Ga- Tulsi, Gabbard was this a bright friend? Was this friend of yours smart? Is this a smart friend of yours? He was a very loyal. Take- he was a very loyal follower follower of QAnon. Okay, was he a, is he a smart friend? I just answered your question. Well done. We started off this off wrong. Is he ever going to buy any real estate? <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> All right, then you can, then you can slander you can, him, bro. <laughs> Come on, he was a very seat, loyal. Start, start the what, what's the? 
Put he, on blast. Start your own put on blast segment. He was a very f- loyal follower Dude. of QAnon. He told me that when Trump lost the election, he kept telling me that there's an army being built up, the red wave, the January 6th. God bless and he was guys. So that's the same guy that sends me videos about how there's bioweapon labs in Ukraine. Yeah, it's, it's all the same people. We know that guy. They follow all the same people. They legit all follow so Cerno, Candace, Kirk. Who else? Who's their other source of info? Matt Walsh is a little better than them. You know what's wild? I saw Matt Walsh and uh, who's the other guy? Some Ryan, D- no, Dice. Mark Dice going at it. They're both pretty like right-leaning dudes. And they were bickering on Twitter. Big platforms, both of them. And they were like bickering on Twitter on some on like this issue and other issues, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, so I think yeah, when the people that see any videos with uh, Ukraine developing bioweapons uh, really look into the difference between a biolab and a bioweapon lab because there is quite a bit of difference. So that's just uh, dumb if you confuse those uh, two. And again, we'll get right now into the, like the military and like the war itself. But uh, but again, even with these arguments, with Zelensky being corrupt, with Biden and Democrats being corrupt, with you're, you're just a propaganda speaking piece for the right. with uh, Ukrainians welcoming Russian army with you know with parade and parties because they finally freed from Nazis. Ukrainian and Russian people are the same. Ukraine's developing bio uh, weapons. All of those things. At the end of the day, what is the point of bringing up these arguments? So. A lot of these arguments are dumb and stupid. Beats me. But even bringing up... So we talked about it before. I think the the whole idea is you take the eyes away from Ukraine. Don't care about it as much because people are corrupt. We don't know the full story. Putin must have a reason why he's attacking. We don't know the full story. And the whole point of all these arguments combined is, guys, stop caring about Ukraine. Don't pay attention to it as much. And that will be a perfect situation for Putin because that's what he wants, for the world to not pay attention to what he's doing in Ukraine. And these talking points accomplish that or hoping to accomplish that to stop people from paying attention and caring about the situation in Ukraine. So if you are bringing up those points like, well, but did you hear about Zelensky? Well, did you hear about bioweapons? Did you hear about their language or roots or Bidens or Democrats? You're You're doing the work of Putin by... Trying to convince people, intentional or unintentionally, to not to pay attention to Ukraine and not care about the situation in Ukraine as much, which is you're doing the work of. Uh, Are we gonna name drop our friends? I'm ready to name drop our friends. No, it's okay. Oh we'll do gosh. it off off the mic. The the war. How's the war going? What's the big surprise? Big Why? What? Was was Putin planning for this long war, or was it supposed to be a blitzkrieg, and now he's changing the topic? Because there's two arguments: he tried to take over in three days and he failed, or he's sending his weak guys first for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and he's going to weaken Ukraine, and then finally he's going to send in his good guys. So that's that's the point. Like we were we were all shook, right, when it didn't happen, when we all waited for three days that they were supposed to take it, which which that was the original plan. Mm-hmm. We were all shook, and so we are like, oh, was he just sending conscripts, and now he's going to send in the real military? It just seems like they're just all incompetent. And, yes, they are reserving their big, you know, their missiles. They're not, they're not bombing all the cities like they're bombing Mariupol or 
uh, Kharkiv or Chernihiv, they're not bombing Kiev the same way yet. But as they get more frustrated, that's just when they first didn't take Kharkiv, they went in, then they got beat out of there, took heavy losses. They started bombing indiscriminately. Same in Chernihiv and in, same in Mariupol. So from that standpoint, they're not using their their thermobaric bombs and missiles yet in some of the big cities that they used in Aleppo. They leveled Aleppo, right? They leveled uh, Grozny back in Chechnya in the second war, in the second war. They're they're not doing that just yet in Kiev. They are trying. They are doing that in Kharkiv and Chernihiv. But but their guys, the, yeah, the military is whack. Why do you think they failed so bad with the uh, Blitzkrieg? Probably gave them too much credit. They're, they probably, first of all, these guys are shooting at their own people, right? But it's not like a massive shooting. You know, there's no Russian. I mean, I'm sure there is friendly fire, but not no Russian they, army they, killing they're, Russian they're, army. They're no. I'm saying like they are demor demoralized. They probably are, dude. They're stupid. <laughs> they lost ten percent of the people, which is a big deal if you have like an army. So they huge lost plan. more than that. The, what At conservative well, well the numbers that we hear are yeah. the deaths right and it's like what 14 15,000 yeah now? but you have to consider all the people that are wounded right like there's that's more well, than 10% two hundred thousand. 200,000 that's more than 10% so 19 if you consider all the wounded yeah so yeah the estimates are the yes 10 to 14,000 uh, killed in action and 40 to 60,000 injured and 40 to 60 yeah. that injured yeah yeah for real yes. yeah cuz think about it, if the, if 15 000, let's say 10,000 got killed imagine how how Even many Russia wounded. admitted that it's 10,000 i don't know if you guys saw the I story saw today but it got deleted from the internet article yeah. got posted and half an hour later it was deleted and yeah. even in the article, they claim ten thousand dead and forty to fifty injured or whatever. Yeah, yeah. F- yeah. How much? Forty to fifty thousand injured that are not in action anymore because they're injured. That Russian article. Yeah, and it got deleted yeah. t- uh, thirty minutes Which, later. So, what well, w- the West was saying? How many troops did they have on the border lines? One hundred seventy originally. One hundred ninety. So you say that so half are basically mobilized, right? Half are immobile. Yeah, they're taken out. Let's say it'll say close to half. Yeah, I think. I mean, and the big one, I guess, and the argument is that like they send their weak guys, but that's already verified. I believe eight of their very high-ranked generals have been eliminated yeah, already. Th- Which, so if there was the weak guys, what were the one of the highest, like one of the guys that just got killed, one of the generals, he was in charge of the whole Crimea operation. He just got killed in action as well. So homies at that rank level are getting killed. <laughs> Uh, not those guys, but those no, guys. Yeah, the guys that actually make plans. The guys that actually make plans and know intentionally. Let's say you can have some pity, maybe for the eighteen-year-old that claims like he didn't know where he was going. But for the guys that are, that make detailed plans, uh, a lot less compassion for uh, for those dudes. But the idea is for the for the argument that oh, he sent in his weak guys. These homies that were let's say the homie that was in charge of the Crimea operation. Homies out there on the front lines fighting. So, yeah, they may not send in, you know, they can't bring in, they still have to support their country with military, other fronts, and, you know, protect their country. So, yeah, not every single soldier in Russia is there. But you can say the full plan that they had, they sent in their top-ranked generals for this operation, and eight of them, which is a huge deal, they have been killed in action already. I don't know, man. We're just defending our own land, so our boys are going to fight. And our boys know the terrain, and I bet you that they got a lot of informants 
you know, along the way. Yeah. Apparently, the, when, like, the Chechnya homies, the Kadyrovs were coming, apparently, to, you know, get Zelensky, apparently, they got, both times, they got phone calls, according to Ukraine, both times, they got phone calls from Russia saying, hey, Kadyrov guys are on their way from, on this road, you know, meet them there and there. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes, there are, you know, people that are reporting, because pe- people that are in high ranks in Russia that are against this, they're helping Ukraine with intelligence and info as much as they can. And then the also I think not enough, which I don't know how, because let's say if obviously Russia did a lot of, you know, inside intelligence on Ukrainian military. I'm gonna call that out by the way, that could be Ukrainian propaganda. To so, get more people to Right, so to do, let's just get report. that out of the way. Yeah, so to get that could be to get more people to like hey right, well other Kiev people are type of story. Yeah, to, for people, of Kiev. Yeah, that, that that was a fun while it lasted. <laughs> But yeah, the inf- info war is definitely there when when there is wartime, and so far Ukraine is dominating when it comes to info wars. I think to and to answer your question that you asked about, say, well, originally, so when this all went down, like the first couple of days, that was one of my theories: is like they're sending their conscripts, they're sending in their their rooks, mm-hmm. the Russians, to kind of like break ground front lines sacrifice these guys then blast them figure with out them. what ukraine yeah. is doing yeah then blast them with like the the more you know experienced dude the stronger guys whatever um but it's been like three and a half weeks since the war and like i mean they've pushed into say ukraine but ukraine has been able to fight back and pushing back and and, and keeps fighting back i think russia just i think first the corruption within their country just trickled like we talked about before like the corruption at the highest level in their country just trickled down all the way to their privates to where like if the top guy is getting bribes and he's taken a piece of the pie say taking his cut and he's and he's then he's delegating say a job to the next guy down that guy's taking a piece of the pie and taking his cut i think as it trickles down like even the most say like the most like simple basic, things basic yeah, stuff basic things as like making sure your tires are well inflated everything service your equipment is service like it's all trickled down to the to the last guy and it's just not done properly correctly because there's just lack of funds because there's so much corruption in their in their say military even as well that and then cons- and, and also if you consider like Ukraine has unlimited financing right now the countries the west basically sanctioned russia and they just keep providing ukraine with funds they keep providing them with like military aid all these freaking javelins and these so they have like ukraine has unlimited weapons right now unlimited funding and what uh, just uh, two days ago read like a longer article the since 2014 since uh russia went into crimea there have been heavy cia training of Ukrainian military, so they are, I think, the world, including Russia, viewed Russian military as like, you know, it's a, a village guys, don't know anything about anything, but since 2014 till 2022, so for eight years, Ukrainian army has been getting very, you know, high-end military training, plus they got a whole bunch of weapons, and they became a legitimate army, that maybe Russia underestimated, but yeah, the, but I think the second argument is for them miscalculating. I guess the strength of Ukraine is the big one. Is they, I guess it's like a double-sided. 
they didn't the rush didn't expect such a huge support from literally all over the world to kind of all come down on Ukraine like every country like yes you know besides some um, China India those but all the countries are flooded Ukraine with support financial weapons anything needed and I think they miscal- miscalculated because I think Putin viewed Ukraine as worthless so he thought that other people have a similar view of Ukraine. He's like, who's going to you know, stick their neck out for Ukraine? Well, and Biden said as much. Oh, if you just do a minor incursion, like, yeah, the West did a horrific job communicating what might ha- I If Putin knew what was coming, I do not think he invades. I don't think he does anything. And May- it might- maybe goes into the areas already controlled. Yeah, and then, and, uh, but I think, yeah, West played... No, that wasn't deliberate. They, there just was no, I think, a lot of the sanctions, a lot of that came out of political necessity. When Americans see what Zelensky's doing, then they, then Biden has to. So Biden, when first, first night when it came out, you saw Boris Johnson come out strong, talking about SWIFT. The West, EU, USA, when they were asked about SWIFT, when U.S. at the first press conference when about sanctions, none of the sanctions were ready. Biden took was like three hours late to that press conference. When he was asked about uh, SWIFT, what did he say? He said, our partners aren't in agreement on that yet. None of that stuff was ready. But when Zelensky came out to be a hero amongst all these people, they had to support him the way that they because did. Because people of those countries supported him? Right. Exactly. It would have been political death not to. Because, yeah, and especially because the people of that country, Ukraine, they were out when willing to fight. They were like, yo, just give us weapons. And then also Ukrainian people have, let's say, the non-trained military people, but like normal citizens, how they took up arms and were ready to fight. That could have been a big underestimation by Putin. Like, hey, this is their army. We can take, take them easily. And then, next, you know, if not hundreds of thousands volunteers are ready to fight, just give them a javelin and a rifle and a gun, and they're ready to fight. And now you're not prepared for all those people running around with yeah. javelins and rifles. And how do you fight them? Let's say to occupy. So you can throw rockets and bombs from far away, but then how do you occupy a city if there's, yeah. you know, if every yeah. citizen is walking around with a weapon? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I personally know a pastor that like left his church from a village and he's apparently killed like 12 Russians already alone. Dang. I saw a tweet <laughs> yeah, like two days, three days story. after the invasion where it said, you guys are supposed to say, really? And then I say, no, I lied. No, it's very <laughs> believable. See yeah. how propaganda is really <laughs> believable. There was a tweet like two, three days after the wars, uh, the invasion. It was Russia's fighting a 1970s era war against small but early 2000 era enemy. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're using outdated tactics against a defense system or defense weapons were and, readily and available. Yeah, they didn't know. By the way, so to paint a little bit of a picture, why... So, it, I don't think that the West planned these sanctions. It just happened so. To, so, you know, the old narrative is that Trump is pro-Russia. Imagine that Ukraine actually stands for three days, which is, I think, I believe the sanctions from the U.S., the big meeting came out was like three days after the invasion and there's this Zelensky guy who's like I'm not leaving here I'm staying here we're fighting we're kind of holding them back and then Biden doesn't support him in the fullest possible way like it took him forever 
to say no to Russian gas and to and to say the swift sanctions took forever. It it just would have been political death for him because the right could have just turned around and said, yeah, look at who the real Russian asset is. You, you are willing to do nothing to, against Russia. So they had to. They had to do a lot of those sanctions. Now they're, I mean, it's not a winning strategy for them either way because now gas prices and inflation are even worse than they were. And these are problems that they had created before the invasion. You, you know, you and I know that. But yeah, that's like a whole... Like a, like a political thing, and uh, and another I guess argument is the, what was that? Oh, another argument is the, at the end of the day, Putin is a how old is he? Se- uh, sixty nine years old or seventy two? No, I think Biden's seventy two. No, Biden's eighty two. Biden's not seventy two. <laughs> how old is uh, is he? Putin, sixty nine. He's, he's a sixty nine, seventy year old guy. He's not sitting there, si- sitting there uh, reading tweets and social media posts or articles of where Russia stands, uh, you can say politically or how strong his army is. At the end of the day, how he operates is he's a seven-year-old dictator. He has people around him to give him morning updates of, hey, this is where we're at, this is where we're at politically. So let's say as he is, because of the corruption, let's say you can say his army is dwindling down or maybe not at a level that he imagines in his mind where his military is. So the guys around him, let's say he sets aside a billion dollars for the army. By the, ta- by the time he actually gets to purchasing things for the army, so many people pocket the shares of that billion, that only so little gets spent on the actual equipment and the military itself. So in his mind, he's like, hey, I spent this amount of money in military. My army is dope. People that report to him, they're the ones that receive this money. So they come to him, they're like, they have to report like, yes, we're the strongest. The West is scared of us. United States shaking in fear of Russian army. So in his mind, he's envisioning like, this is where Russia is. What about Ukraine? How's Ukraine? Ah, man, they're just village kids running around, don't know what they're doing. Uh, their army is weak. They suck. Russia, ah, man, give us three days, we'll take them. Because we're, we're awesome and we're Russian and everybody's scared of us. So the, I guess the argument is that... in. In Putin's mind, his view of how strong Russia is and how weak the West and the Ukraine and everything else is, that he's like, yes, let's go and take them over. But when it came down to it, he makes the orders, let's go, let's go in, let's you know, ac- accomplish the mission. None of the – and it backfired because the people around him weren't honest with him of where he stands as far yeah, as the over strength. Over 20 years, you learn how to say yes to a man requiring yes men around him. And there's some evidence to to that. I mean, I don't know if you heard all the stories about, you know, the Russian kids selling gas when they were prepping, for, you know, during training, selling gas yeah. to the locals out of their trucks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, because like the... Our, cause or I guess them the, traveling in just convoys as if they're just going to drive in there and, yeah. and, and take the whole... Like, like the kids literally thought they were going to Kiev to, like... How do you just drive on a main road in a freaking straight line with a bunch of... Bros, we got to save. They're, they want to get saved. The people want to get saved. We're going to save them. Yeah, the homies are going to lib- liberate Ukrainians liberate from the Nazis. Ukrainians. No, special. 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 No. Who, who can do a uh, good impersonation of how do you, Putin? How, how do you, huh? Who can do good impersonations of Putin yet? What? No. Nobody. Who can do good impersonations of Putin 
by that know, but he's not here because he's Russian. Good duo, good one. But yeah, uh, so we'll see how Dude, the you're military, gonna, huh? You're gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see uh, how the, the he, he'll be surprised ends. at how strong I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've been prepping. A prediction for how this is going to end. Or when, or... Oh, I pulled my groin, so I think Roman will beat me up. We're not talking about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm no, p- I'm not a positive guy, so I don't know if you guys want to start with me or finish with me. We'll start with you so we'll we can end, you, end, yeah. <laughs> end uh, on positive. I, I am definitely just... Everybody know this. I am not a positive uh, person. I, I think Putin wins at all costs, and if that Dang. has to be... a uh, bomb flattening Kiev to the ground. I think he'll do it. He's gonna he's gonna want a lot of territory, and it just seems like nobody's budging. The the fact that he's pretty much destroyed all of Mariupol, but Azov is still fighting there to the death. I I think Kiev will be the same way. They just won't let him win, and he'll do whatever it takes. There's already, I mean, American intelligence is already saying he's pretty much, you know considering using chemical weapons. But you, you, American intelligence also said that it'll talk, it will take him three days to take over well, Kiev. Yeah, but they also said that they will actually invade, which Ukrainian intelligence wasn't so sure about. So it just, yeah, I, yes, the whole pretext of chemical weapons has already been sent to the r- Russian people. So I now mean, he's just going to consider doing that. Thinking about that, it's like... The fact that it's being discussed. The thing, the... To your point, like he's already leveled a couple cities that are pretty dang big in size in the West. Like, I mean, they're not doing anything. Yeah, we have sanctions. Okay, well, cool, but we're gonna keep going. And he's like, he can legit, like, if even if he levels Kiev, like, what's the, what's the, I I don't see what the West will do. What are they gonna do? More well, sanctions? They're not gonna do anything because there's not aggressor towards NATO or any of the countries over there. So they're just gonna be like, well, I mean. They've said as much. I don't. The the NATO chief guy was asked, "What happens if they use chemical weapons?" He's pretty much said, "What can we do?" That's so. That's chemical weapons. What if it's nuclear bomb? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Retaliate and start a nuclear war? So what do you do? So if you're if you're if you're the West, if you're say David Sachs, and you don't want to cause a World War Three, then in your mind you are okay with. Russia bombing leveling Kiev. But okay, would it, would it be consi- would it be considered attack on NATO if let's say they drop a bomb on Kiev and the chemical whatever radiation goes to Poland and people are getting infected and getting sick maybe not dying in Poland is that attack on Poland? Bro, th- they are not willing to give Ukraine fly- planes just to fly and just they're not willing to give planes. Right, because they're afraid that they are gonna like they're still afraid that somehow they're gonna trigger Putin to go out west. So no, nothing. The there's no gonna there's not gonna be a NATO fight. This is. A, but if he let's say in any way let's say touches Poland, then what happens? Nothing. Well, it's a NATO if country. It, if it's an accidental bomb and it kills nobody, nothing. That's. But I'm a pessimist. Hmm. I'm a I'm an optimist and I'm a. Lately, been a big follower of Arestovich, and he's a he's a Ukrainian guy. So obviously, he's very optimistic. But he's like a military advisor, 
does the press conferences and stuff for Ukrainian military updates. And according to him, and he he got a lot of recognition for in 2019. He predicted the Crimea takeover before Crimea takeover, and people kind of laughed at him and like, oh, that's not possible. And then in 2019, that's the interview that's going a little bit viral right now, is he predicted the war uh, on Ukraine because of trying to join Ukraine, attempted to join NATO. And he said 21, 22 will be very, I guess, viral years because that's most likely when the wars with Russia is going to happen. It's not, And it's unavoidable and it will happen. So he, he kind of got a little bit of credibility from, that, from, th- from those predictions. And so right now, any interview that he does, he's kind of like the Mr. Predictions now. So they're asking him, you know, how is this going to end? And his big predictions are because the sanctions are so crazy and because Russia took such a big hit, almost like Russia definitely didn't see this coming at all of how how many planes were uh, hitting their tanks, how many people are dying, how many people are getting injured, and how, how much we're eliminating Russian army, where he explained how... The war started from six different fronts. Right now, it's only being fought on three because they had to bring in all their uh, troops to the east of, like, uh, Kherson and Mariupol and Donbass. But more on the west side, they're, they're not there anymore because they were so short on, uh, on troops that they have to kind of bring all of them and unite them on the east side. So he's big. because And, he's, and the big one is the sanctions is because the whole country is pretty much frozen right now. So it will be weeks until there has to be they either have figure out some sort of deal or there is has to be some sort of implosion in the country because russian economy as far as like factories and everything every you know like kind of like even in america the chips the parts the rubber all is coming from different countries and all of that got frozen within a week time so everything just stopped and as country as a whole you can't operate for months without with all of that being frozen so they'll have no choice but to reach some sort of agreement because military took a huge hit country is frozen economically and almost country as a whole because of sanctions all the work has to stop in the country so they'll have no choice either implosion in a country or i don't know how pretty much you can't continue with this war for much longer unless if, if only there was a trump card and a big bomb you could use to fix everything. So and and the bit and he brought that up. That he said yes, it's a big scare tactic of a nuclear bomb. But even in Russia, it takes seven people to launch that. So even if one of the guys is not on board out of seven, the nuclear bomb is not getting launched. Dude, do you guys think? And so he so finished point. So he thinks like his predictions are the by mid-April. That's the worst case scenario. And the war will stop uh, mid-April because of sanctions on how much uh, on ground. So pretty much right now, the Ukraine is dominating on ground war. Where And because we're dominating on ground, all these random rocket launches are happening. They're just to damage the city. But you can say there are no threat to occupy the city. So right now, they're just trying to damage the cities as much as possible. But because of the dominance on the ground, there is no threat of them occupying the cities. And the Mariupol situation, it's a very complicated to get to, to, to that with Russian military being there. But that's kind of the number one re- responsibility of the military is to figure out the Mariupol situation. But he said the rest of the cities are pretty much 
in a very safe place as far as occupation. Yes, they'll get da- damaged by rockets, but they're almost not under, especially Kiev, said under no threat. The random e- explosions that we see in Kiev is rockets from far away to like keep people being afraid and scared. But he said there's pretty much no mil- no Russian military anywhere close to Kiev as of right now. So his prediction are the predictions are the mid-April until May, the kind of like worst case scenario. But they are just it's not sustainable because yeah. So military. what are they gonna do? It's not like they're gonna up and leave. And uh, there's I think uh, the art of war uh, book. I think there's like a phrase that bu- Trump. Uh, no, <laughs> not the deal. Art of war. And the whole idea is how you come to the deal is you. There's in the book art of war. The one phrase is build a golden bridge for your enemy to run away on. So yes, you present the deal making in such a way where Putin can go to his people and say, look, I won. There's no more Nazis. There's no more military. This is all the, like, a list of things that I quote-unquote accomplished. And he will claim that, that, that was, these were exactly my goals. I accomplished them exactly on schedule. Mission accomplished. We're back home. Ukraine is in a good place now. It wasn't a good place before we got there. But now we brought order there. And I'm so great. I accomplished all these goals on schedule, under budget, look how great I am. So that's how the deal is going to be made. So he's going to not go back as a loser. He's going to go back to his people as a winner, even though the rest of the world will obviously see what, what happened. But as long as he presents to his people and they support him, that's who he cares about. What do you Roman, think of my... Roman, what do you think this of my, is your show. You want to finish it? What do I think? Of I the think optimistic point of view. It's not so optimistic either. Why? Because then we still lose Crimea and parts of the East regions forever in that deal. Do you think we and, had a chance to we get have, Crimea and back? We have, no. And if we have to do... Neither, sh- I guess, I don't even believe we should because they are literally all Russians over there. So, And the demilitarization is what's going to promise us that this is going to solve a problem long term if we have to demilitarize a part of the militarization i think is there i think right now the uh, number they're throwing around is a uh, army of only 60,000 people but that will uh, i know they're agreeing on that but one of the uh, i guess rumors or theories out there that that will only be considered if there is an agreement with an allies that with any incursion into an territorial incursion let's say the list of these countries have a not the NATO kind of like, hey, if we want, if we can, we'll help you a little bit. But you can say li- so the responsibility, responsibility, responsibility of yes, that within and they're calling it like a twenty-four hour something uh, deal. That where if there's anybody you know coming on Ukraine, these countries are responsible within twenty-four hours to have f- uh, troops on the ground in Ukraine within twenty-four hours to let's say, help Ukraine. And another argument is that, yes, on paper, it will be, yes, demilitarization down to 60,000 army. And the argument is, let's say, from Ukrainian side, is like, yes, this is on paper for Putin to show it to his people, but we can do whatever the heck we want kind of thing. Putin already took an L. He needs to present something to his people. Ain't nobody going to have military down to 60,000 people. We just need to put it on paper for Putin to show it to his people. And let's say we go, we grow to eighty or a hundred thousand. Putin has to come and invade again. And obviously, since he took an L, he's going to think twice about it now. So that's kind of the idea. The demilitarization is on paper only. I don't care about Putin. The next guy. 
and the next guy, and the next. Guy. And the idea is obviously people got a taste, or Russia got a taste of what Ukraine can, what kind of position they can pr- present. So let's say if they put on paper demilitarization, they sell it to uh, their country as a W, as a win. They, Ukraine can grow their uh, military as as big as they want, because for Russia to stop Ukraine from doing it, they'd have to invade again. And obviously, they would hesitate doing it again. Dude, at this point, why don't we just start invading Russia? Like Ukraine should just go on the offensive. Krasnodar nash. It's mm. always been ours. Mm. And go start bombing their spots and just... How you Make like them, them all apples. speak Ukrainian? How you like them apples? Yeah, get some special forces to go into cities. Is there sports we can discuss? Do you guys do the weather on this podcast of yours? Yeah, dude, we can dude, talk about it's sports. Been an hour, it's, been, it's been an hour and a half. Our weather guy bought a house, right? Yeah. Can we break the news? Yeah. All right. Who's the weather guy? Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Our weather guy, Dave. Dave. Weather Dave. Weather Dave. David. Gig Harbor? Yeah. Damn. He bought Fancy. a house. He bought a house not with Vasya because Vasya didn't respond to him. Dang. Fast enough. <laughs> wow. Vasya was busy paying attention to the war. I know, dude. David, there's a war going on. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was like. He was actually. Um. He's like, dude. Do you think he's gonna be like mad? I was like, bro, it's his loss. Tell him. <laughs> he w- he could have had a sale. He. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope like, he no, not listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, he'll be fine. <laughs> um, uh, you're yeah, you're wrong. De- huh? You're wrong. He's not fine. I see it right through that smile of his. Yeah, it, probably, it. it probably hurts, dude. dude That's it a couple hurts, of bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to fake it. What am I supposed to do, cry? No, it's life, bro. Sometimes you win, you lose. You win yeah, some, you lose some. You can't some. get them all, you know? Yeah. Um, I say I say we wrap this one up ah. and do another one in a couple days and do more chill. It's we're an hour and yeah, thirty minutes. Yeah, we're not minutes. doing any. All right. Yeah, Sorry, on, I'm the I'm pessimist gonna... here. What was the pessimist? Huh? We won't have time. You're the only one that doesn't dude, have I time. Always, yeah, it's funny. You're always like, dude, oh, yeah, I can't do it. I don't have time. All of us in the chat, married guys, were like, dude, yeah, win. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, because you just have it. one wife. How hard can yeah, that be? Yeah, one wife, a kid. <laughs> Everyone has a kid. Everyone has right, wives. Right, Bo, give us a quick dating And this dating guy's over update. here. He has no time. I, I asked two girls out today. And? Well, I have to ask a third one out because I still don't have a date to John Mayer. Oh, man. Dude, that's in like two When's days. He coming? And you're offering tomorrow, them John Mayer and they're not tomorrow, going? Tomorrow and Wednesday. You're lying. Tuesday and Wednesday. Are you guys going? Tomorrow, yeah. I don't know. I have an extra thought, ticket, Roman. I th- I, 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 <laughs> no, Roman. I thought, I thought, Bo cannot take Roman. Dude, I thought about going, but then I thought about all the people that are going to be there, and I was like, bro, I'm probably so annoyed <laughs> of everyone there. Like, I enjoy them. I used to, well, I don't even listen to music anymore, but when, back wow. in the day, I used to listen to music all the time, and I, I would listen yeah. to I would listen to John Joe Mayer, Rogan. it was dope, but it was only to myself in my ears, right? But I, think I don't I think go, there's as many people going as you think. Bro, you probably wouldn't see a single person there that you know. My Bro, opinion. I will well, see if people he sat that in I our know. section. He won't sit in my I section. I just think there's going to be so many like. Where are you sitting? Annoying. Roman, let's go, to Joe, let's go Girl, to Jordan Peterson. You guys are going Wednesday. I'm going Jordan Tuesday. Peterson's coming to Seattle. Ah, shut up, nerd. Let's go. His I'm tickets. Are, I got. I got tickets. I'm down to cry. Huh? <laughs> 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 I, I got tickets for Jordan Peterson. Now that you have a son, you, you can, got me. You one? Let yourself no. cry. What? 
No. That's rude. What do you mean? Can I still buy some? I told you to buy me some. Are you going with your wife? So there's a, <laughs> there's a situation. So <laughs> I told uh, you to buy me some. I talked to Cape uh, was down and uh, Vlad uh, Afichuk. I sent you money. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> and so they're down. So I bought three tickets. So I was like, me, uh, Vlad, and Cape going to Jordan Peterson because like, I guess do, yeah, Vlad and Cape listened to him too. I'm like, yeah, dope. Uh, we're gonna, you know, dude's gonna go listen to Jordan Peterson. And I come home after I buy the tickets, and I'm like, yo, Ina, uh, Jordan Peterson's coming to Seattle. I bought three tickets. And she goes, oh, wow, that's cool. I'll, I'm down to go. <laughs> and then she's like, who's coming <laughs> with us? <laughs> yeah. But then I was trying to go buy. I was like, fudge. And then I couldn't tell her that, like, I didn't buy a ticket for you. I bought tickets for the boys. <laughs> so I said, yeah, that's cool. Let's go. I was like, I'll just buy one more ticket. And I get on the website, and the <laughs> tickets are sold out. <laughs> so what would you have to drop? So right now we're still trying to manage because uh, <laughs> uh, it's still, uh, yeah, trying to figure out because he added one more night in Seattle. So, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I can, like, buy more tickets. Be like, hey, Nick and Kip, you guys going to sit here separate. Me and Inel going to sit here. So we'll, we'll see. We'll either one of the dudes is going to have to sacrifice, but they paid me already, so I can't tell them last minute because they paid me to buy the ticket. So Just don't remind them about the... About him coming. And don't post anything if yeah, I go or anything. They'll probably forget. They're probably because it's all the way in May. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jordan Peterson coming in May, so that'd be dope to go see him live. Oh, I got plenty of time to buy a ticket. They're, I think they're sold out, though. You can, can probably, people, uh, people, aftermarket, yeah, yeah. People post all the time. Yeah. So. Roman, Roman probably, hasn't bought anything in time. He'll probably. <laughs> he came here in time today. No, <laughs> no he sure didn't. <laughs> On Roman's uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. Um, you want to wrap it up, bro? Yeah. Dude, Did you wrap it up Kyrie? like a Merla Kyrie, Ukraine, Kyrie versus New York Mayor Eric Adams. Who's but I feel like win? it's not fitting to go from like Mariupol getting wiped off the face All of right, the earth bro. to Kyrie stats. Run it, yeah, yeah. Merla Ukraine. In a couple of days, we'll shoot the fun episode on Cup of Joe podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm out to we'll post. Ha- I'm we'll out to post hotel t- tomorrow morning, bro. We'll have you as as guests. I'm about to be chilling. I'm about to run into all the Russians at post hotel. Not on the week work day. The week not. any day, any day of the week. Slava Ukraini. Heroin song. <laughs>